in three, two, one. Greetings, friends, family, and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 45 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Welcome again. And for any new listeners, hey, welcome. We're, gr- we're glad you popped in. <laughs> uh, welcome to this podcast that we pretend to be professionals. We sense, we sense your presence. <laughs> uh I know we have new listeners. <laughs> I always, I always see. I'm so, I get so excited to see that, um, um, and a little scary, but <laughs> that every time I uh, look at our our metrics, I see every time I release a podcast episode, and all of a sudden our numbers start to climb, and it's it is uh, it's exciting. And I know we have listeners in Norway. Hi, Nils. And Ohio, um, and Canada, and the I, Philippines. I, have, I make friends. <laughs> and Belgium, which I can only. I think that's your sister, right? Yes. And <laughs> um, we have a ton here in the United States for obvious reasons. Um, I know several people at uh, at my work uh, listen. So hello. Yes. Hi, Edwin's co-workers. <laughs> so it's exciting. Um, we're getting new people all the time. Our numbers, uh, you know, rise every every time we launch an episode, and it just makes uh, it makes it worthwhile that we do this every every other week, you know, for the people who want to listen to it. But I want to give out a. Uh, give a a request to our listeners please please (laughs) comment on itunes and give us a you know give us a you know if you haven't subscribed please subscribe because apparently we like to get noticed and we like to i mean this is that's the name of the game of podcasting right as much as edwin doesn't like to play the please comment like and subscribe game we're he's basically it. asking you please oh. comment like and subscribe it makes me, <laughs> it, it makes me i just it makes me want to fart um <laughs> it's part of it's part of owning uh an online presence really please like and subscribe I, 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 yep. uh, exactly <laughs> it's your boy but, you know uh, <laughs> i just want to like, we we do enjoy hearing from you when we get uh, emails and other comments from you elsewhere. Yes. And, I, and uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, sit down and have a listen with us. Yeah. Um, oh, and hey, by the way, I think I mentioned this last one, but our website is live. So if you're yes. not sure, yes. if you can never remember, like me, where to find people after listening to a show, we have a website. Yes. Legendcreators.com. Legendcreators.com. Where you can find where... Oh, I probably don't have those actually entered in, but it's got us listed in there. Uh, I have little blurbs about us. It's Most, not It's not done. It's, it's not done. It's still a work in progress. Yes. But so it exists. It's live. If you happen to come across some lorem ipsum on there, sorry. There's no that's, lorem ipsum. That's where you can... <laughs> 
Yep, that's where you can find uh, information of this podcast yes. and the other podcast. Yep. And you can listen to the podcast right there on the website too. And, so. and yes, and you can even just email us through the website, right? Yes. Yep. Can email uh, us directly. Yeah. And I am planning on eventually le- linking to friends of the show through the website. So you know, if we mention yeah. something interesting or like a community that we're part of, you. We'll try to link you to that so you can check it out yeah. yourselves. And we we believe in helping other people sort of get started too, or and sharing already, love. yeah, or sharing of uh, <laughs> sharing of uh, of um, you know what they're doing. And you know, we had like was it uh, Ross here? Yeah, we had you Ross know. from Outlandish Adventures Productions. Exactly, and. and- uh, I have talked to one of the writers from Graveyard Tapes who's yep. going to talk with us at yeah. some point. So, you know, if you'd like, if you're interested in, uh, you know, in, uh, t- you know, having a conversation about like, you know, getting on the show and like promoting your stuff and having that <laughs> interview, you know, we only, we, it is a kid friendly family entertainment. <laughs> so, you know, we like to keep it that. And hey, if you even if you are a band, I know a lot got I know who's a who's who has a band, especially at my place of employment. If if you if you want if you you know want to uh, promote your uh, your music, we can certainly do that too. Pam, I don't know about you, but that sounded like a hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to me. I think so too. <laughs> so yeah, all you gotta do is just you know like you know give give the give the rights to play it by just you know emailing me saying it's okay. So um, yeah, it, definitely if, willing to do that. If you've got something nerdy that you think would be a great addition to our show, by all means, email us. Yeah. Uh, you know, offer offer to let us interview yeah. you, and we'll totally pre- we'll totally pretend that we asked you first. <laughs> And uh, if you want us to, exactly. And uh, as always, I am always happy to get free things. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. for now, though, let's 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 check in on what's been going on no. since the last episode. Pam, <laughs> yes, what have you been up to? So. This last week, I haven't really been feeling well. Oh, um, I'm sorry. It, yeah. worried. It's, it's not COVID, although I did take a test just in case. I'm just waiting on the results, but I don't think it's COVID. It was yeah. just stomach the weather change. We forget yeah. that other bugs are still out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, fl- the flu, even though, yeah. you know, it's not as prominent. Yeah. As the cold. Year, it's still there. Yeah. The cold, allergies, the flu, the other kinds of flu, it's they did not take a break. Roll They're the still dice. Up there. What yeah. disease do I have? Exactly. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, so this last weekend, I've, I've been planting myself in front of the TV, as I do. <laughs> and, but I was, I lately have a kick whenever I'm not feeling well. It's usually when the time when I put all my other, like story-based shows off to the side, and I'm like, well, let let me learn something. So I just I just watch documentaries on top of documentaries. <laughs> uh, some good ones if you guys are interested uh, in watching. There's on Netflix the disappearance at Cecil Hotel. It was about a, a woman that disappeared, and they didn't know where That's, she went, ooh, and that hotel yeah. actually has a. Uh, 
long history of bad stuff. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Oof. Yeah, that's you know there was a there was a several other podcasts that I was listen to, that I listened to that mentioned the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, in two different podcasts, and that place is infamous, like infamous. Oh, yeah. And I just I don't understand why people. I guess it's just the thrill to, of it, just to stay there. But I, you're gonna have to watch the documentary yeah, then. You cannot give me enough hotel points to stay there. <laughs> so. Um. Um, but yeah, I mean, you did mention podcasts talking about, it, and they do mention uh, a couple podcasts and YouTubers, basically web sleuths were, that were trying to, you know, get their hand in trying to solve where this woman went. Um, wow. And it just brings into a whole, lo- whole other scope. And there's other s- concepts that you don't think are part of this documentary, like cyberbullying is part of it. Um, and other stuff that I don't want to talk to because I don't want to spoil it. Just in case other people want to watch it. Edwin, I know that that's probably you. But Gosh, um, if I have time so, to watch television mature. But yeah, so there's that. I mean, it's only four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> only four episodes. It's only four only. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> only four episodes. Um, if you want like like documentary movies or just one like an hour and a half long shows. The Art of Political Murder is one of them. And Four Girls, both of them are on Hulu. Uh, the Art of Political Murder is is uh, about uh, solving who killed um, Archbishop, uh, an Archbishop in Guatemala that was a prominent uh, human rights activist. And mm. The Four Girls, um, that one is actually, is more home uh, that one is about the four girls that were victims of a bombing uh, in Birmingham, in the church in Birmingham back in the 1960s when um, when segregation was very uh, rampant around that area. So happy, happy documentary. Uh-huh, okay, okay, fine, uh-huh. fine, uh-huh. fine. <laughs> I do know one documentary for Happy. If you guys are interested, Twinsters. 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 Now, this is actually I actually watched on YouTube, but um, I don't know if it's still there. But it's a, about two sisters that didn't know that they had a sister until um, I think a friend spotted it. I was like, "Hey, this person looked exactly like you," and they met up. They were talking. They learned about their history and everything, and they learned out that they were indeed sisters. They were. Uh, I think one was in California and the other one was in was it Norway or France? I think it's France. Dang. But yeah, I mean it's crazy on how uh, people always joke about how oh you have a doppelganger at so and so in reality oh yeah. By the oh way, you have God. a twin sister out there. But that I, was I wouldn't know what to nice... make of that. <laughs> it was a pretty nice feeling though. yeah <laughs> oh, i'm sure like, yeah i mean i see i hear like i hear like like long lost like brothers and sisters like they didn't know they were brothers and sisters until like because they were all adopted and they all get together and and uh you know it's all happy and everything like that i yeah those are great you know but i'd be so confused if i had a <laughs> twin <laughs> but just suddenly it's kind of a surprise but 
I don't know. It's like it's like uh -oh. taking. I like. I don't know if anyone has found like relatives through like a DNA test or something. People have. People they have. have. They find they find lots of things with uh, DNA tests. They find skeletons in people's closets. Yeah. Oh gosh. Speaking of the like, Cecil. Ooh. Speaking of the Cecil Hotel. That, we weren't that, speaking of the Cecil Hotel no, anymore. I know. I know. But like. Was it like was it the the Golden State Killer was was caught because of DNA? Like was it a uh, one of those like Ancestry.com or or you know those kind of uh, DNA oh, tests? Wow. Yeah, that's how they caught the dude. Wow. So, <laughs> so yes, there's, there's hey, people who have found they worse. were. It, hey, at least you are not related to one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and there's, like there's Ooh. there's people who found out they were switched at birth because of yeah. these. Yeah, and that would be interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. <sighs> All right. Those are, those are just those are just some of the documentaries that I've read. If you if you ever want more documentary recommendations, hit me up. I I'm ready to talk. <laughs> you know, when I took my vacation, I had no idea what to do with myself. Like, you I had watched? All, I yeah, I watched a ton of crap. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, wow, this is... I like this. No, I just... I miss it. Vacation <laughs> for, you know, for a reason. No kidding. Right. Oh. Uh, speaking of real world things, Edwin, there's yes. something you're excited about. Oh my gosh, I need another vacation because <laughs> gardening season is starting and everybody... Okay, so if you haven't followed last... Last fall, I started making, um, revamping the garden that we have out in our backyard, right? Because it was like a simple, like, in-ground plot. It almost looked like a back-to-Eden sort of plot. Hey. <laughs> and I hate weeding. I hate doing a lot of things. And in that happens to be garden-related, so... Which is why it was left for me. <laughs> To make it to make it a little bit more friendlier, I built um, raised beds, and I'm talking about raised beds. They're about 20 inches high, off the ground, and I I've already planted seeds indoors for spring, and. I've got an entire map. I got really nerdy about this. <laughs> I have an entire map of our backyard where I'm going to put other raised beds and a we drip even, system. We haven't even a, started these boxes yet. And yeah. he's already planting more boxes. Yeah. And then <laughs> all of all the stuff that I'm going to be growing and the drip system. And something that I really got excited about is that I bought a hydroponic system. You bought a little hydroponic system for inside. For inside. And for herbs. I'm very I'm sitting there watching it every day. Just, <laughs> just like is something come out yet? It's gotta be something. It's just like it's day five. Something's gotta be coming out by now. <laughs> Which um, one started coming out? I think the basils came out. Two two of the basil plant I think all at least two of the basil plants I can see. I think I see the third one so he's he's a little excited i am a little excited because he's so excited about having plants and gardens and all that sort of stuff I he know. went and 
He went out and he brought home a plant unexpectedly. You know, again. That's my job to bring I, again, home impulsive I think, I plant think, purchases. You know, I think, uh, you know, you know, my, you know, my mom, you know, mm-hmm. God rest her soul, probably just like sprinkled a little something <laughs> on me because I've never been this excited about plants. gardening plants. Like when I grew up. Like, I literally lived in, like, the Brazilian rainforest in the living room. Because there were so many orchids and plants and everything. And and, and our... In our house. Mm-hmm. Our, our garden. Like, I don't know if it was, like, a thing where, like, we just didn't like mowing the lawn. Because, like, <laughs> things... Like, plant... Like, gardens beds started to creep up. Like, like weeds. Yeah, so... I mean... We had, I mean, we, we had a lot of compliments from the from the neighbors when I was growing up, right? But <laughs> I I'm I'm sort of believing that something happened, you know, like something clicked in my head that I was like, no, I'm really excited for gardening. It might I, change. It could I, be August and it's like hundred degrees outside. And like you gotta go out there and like freaking like weed whatever. But I hope <laughs> you do not lose your steam on this in August when it will only be me weeding. Uh, I'm sure not. Hey, at least you guys don't have like a dog that yeah. needs to, you know, pick up dog piles <laughs> after the winter thaw. <laughs> well, I don't know because he's trying to convince me. Well, no, well, no. But well, <laughs> moving <true>. on. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I'm excited for. Oh, by the way, right? Speaking of like how you were, you were ill, right? Mm-hmm. You were sick. I had a little scare today. Okay. Uh huh. Um. I was playing around with uh, with epoxy. Uh-huh. Okay. Like epoxy adhesive, right? And uh-huh. it smells. Uh-huh. Right? It's supposed to smell like like it's, it's, uh, it yeah, like it gives you headaches. So yeah. I was playing around with this thing and someone's told me that it's like, "Oh. It's like, do you like what is that? It smells like burnt hair." Right? Uh-huh. Burnt hair. And I was like, no, it doesn't, does it? It's like, I can't smell it. I can't smell it. And I'm like, quick, I need something else to smell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I need something else to smell. One of them like, gave me like a peppermint spray thing. I was like, huh? Okay, I can smell. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, I don't have COVID. <laughs> I'm like that. Because apparently, if, when you have COVID, you can't smell anything. And I was starting to freak out a little bit. Anyways, I'm fine. <laughs> That's good. Angela, what have you been up to? Um, I gave in and got Valheim. That, that? new... Okay, Valheim is basically a survival game that's based on uh, Viking folklore. Okay. Uh, so they... Like, the graphics are... World of Warcraft. It, they're they're not super modern, but then it is still they're still building it. I think it's still fair. I think it might still be early release. Yeah, it's early release. Yeah, but it it is really cool. Like the yeah. physics in it, holy cow! Like you know how like a lot of these MMOs, you you run around and if you come to a cliff and you fall off the cliff, you just fall down and die. Right. This, yes, there are cliffs, sort of, but rather than a you fall down and die, you 
slide down that hill and it's a really hard time to get back up and there's rocks on these on these steep slopes and if you if you try to pick up a stone that's in that hill you loosen it and then it starts rolling downhill you you drop some logs or you pick or you pick up a branch you loose a branch on there and it starts rolling downhill like if you pick something up that's round on the hill it will start rolling down the hill if you don't mm-hmm. If, if you're not in the way to catch it once it's up. So it's like any other game, it's like, yes, you pick up the resource and it's just already there. This, you have you have to loosen it up and then you can pick it up. Hmm. This game has only been out for like a month. Yeah, it hasn't okay? been out very long. And it's, people cannot stop talking about this game. Yeah, like, it's, is, this, is this another Steam game? It is another Steam game. Yeah. I think it's available on some other platforms too, but this one is this one it's is Steam. Steam. Um, I think it's only available it's, on Steam. Yeah, prob- possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, it's not an MMO. It's not m- massively multiplayer, but it is online. You can have your own little game where you play because there are there is kind of a story there are bosses to go find yep there's resources things to build there's there's a lot to do in the game think of think of arc right with boss fights okay it's like that because you have to it's a survival game so it's like you're building like a hut you have to build a workbench that apparently needs a roof which i'm kind of stuck on right now (laughs) so so there's so yeah it's and apparently like it it has little details that they're paying attention to like if you build a house right you you build yourself a hut you put a fire in your hut if you don't have a chimney before you build that fire in your hut Mm -hmm. the room will fill with smoke and you could die from smoke inhalation which the thing that bothered me in arc how do you put in arc how do you have a fire inside your hut? Like, in a thatched hut? You know? Yeah. Are you asking me? Because I don't know. <laughs> you, you, well, you, it's like that. Like, in, in Valheim, Valheim, it doesn't yeah. work. Right? No, you, you can put the fire in there. Because the, the fire that you build has stones around it. I'm I'm assuming, like, a stone slab underneath it. They, they've, they've built it so that it looks appropriate for going onto a wood platform. Yeah. Also in it is like with the physics, if you build a hut, you need to make sure that it's got supports so that it does not crumble. So why is your why is your hut floating? Because I didn't know that when I built it. It's, it's like floating. It's just like floating in midair. It's like, well, it's that's not a nice completely neat trick. One one corner of it is kind of in the ground. So everything is weighted on that corner, but it's I'm sure it'll all gradually slump and collapse. So here's the thing that really bothers me about that mm-hmm. game. Okay. Okay. So in the game, you're dead. Right? Because this sort is of. like the afterlife. Yeah. Right? Right. Like North mythology mm-hmm. afterlife, right? Okay. That's see, that's how they're explaining why you're able to respawn at all. Yeah. Okay, so given that uh-huh. Right? Why do I still have to eat? Because it's a survival game? It's well, here's the thing. I'm dead. 
Yes. <laughs> like, why do I? It's based on folklore, and if an, if you're if a folklore's afterlife involves feasting in some form, then chances are you still need to eat in that afterlife. But wouldn't it be wouldn't eating be recreational rather than survival? At that point, because if you're just gonna respond, it's like okay, well, whatever. I'm just gonna. It'd be unpleasant. <laughs> it would be unpleasant. Okay. Jeez, ruin her all, all the fun, Edwin. <laughs> Seriously, ruin the fun. I. It's just one of those things. Is this that your logical side kicking in? Stop. It is my logical side kicking in because you know, it, yeah. Just stop thinking. <laughs> you sort of some. I I do understand that in when you're playing video games, you sort of have to check your logic out of. You know, before yeah, you so enter the room. Yeah, so check your logic. Che right? Check your logic at the it's door, like, Edwin. It's like it's like you know well, what's his name, Nick Drake, not Nick Drake, but uh, oh Nathan Drake in in the Uncharted game. It's like there's no way that guy can climb that high. He's like like ultimate parkour master. You know. Is it, well, yeah. it's also, check your it's logic also, out. Think of it as like a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you're stuck on a wall, and you, and you don't know. You don't understand how you can get out. So yeah, suspend your disbelief for a little bit. <laughs> uh, anyways, and that's check, when you, that's check when you realize, real, oh, this is a game. Yeah, check your real world logic at the door. Suspend your disbelief. <laughs> I just, I just feel like, I just feel like. It, with the suffering. okay, how, how about yeah. this, listeners? If you can find the most real game. <laughs> For Edwin, send us an email. <laughs> it's gotta be like simulators. Dungeonniners <laughs> at gmail.com. Let us know <laughs> what the most realistic game is that isn't train simulator or farm simulator. Well, <laughs> even farm simulator is kind of, okay, it's kind of out there. Okay, skip farm simulator then. <laughs> it's like, train simulator and airplane yeah. simulator. It's like, how does, grow, how does corn grow overnight? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so apparently Farm Simulator is out for <laughs> of the running for most realistic game. But if you can find a, a realistic game uh -huh. that is not Train Simulator or Plane Simulator or anything I mean, like that. I know of one game. It's called but, Chess. So, well, that's not as that's not logical either. And like, what is it? What is a bishop can only move diagonally? I don't know any real life bishops that but I can only move like diagonally. Well, that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. Let's move on to our next subject. So shut up and listen, okay? Oh, whoops, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the wrong screen. Bah. Hold on. How'd you like that segue? <laughs> no, you a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. You caught me off guard there. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm a so, jerk like that. What, what's hot going on? What is okay. hot going on? I have no idea about this. Okay. The, the thing that I found out about, um, I think I actually first heard about it yesterday or the day before. There is this uh, computer program coming out called Dungeon Alchemist. It was, it was fully funded... Within its first three hours, and it still has eight days to go as of recording day. So, what is it? Is it like a game? Or what? What it is, is it's a map making software for uh, tabletop RPGs. Like, 
like you know Pathfinder dun- uh, d- Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons. Thank you. The thing that. <laughs> The thing that we my, always talk my about. Brain stalled out. My brain stalled out. Okay. But yeah, it, but if if you need a dungeon or a, or an old timey fantasy world or something Lord of the Rings, this is going to be an awesome tool. Basically, you can create a map with through AI. You basically tell it, "Hey, this is the kind of space that I'm creating." This is the size room. These are the hallways. These, you, know, you tell it what's going in there, and you just make a si- make a room, just an outline of a room, and it automatically fills it with things. It, it fills it with fills it with scenery, with props, loot, that sort of. Th- well, maybe not loot, but it fills it with all kinds of things, and you just have to tell it what size room you're wanting. And once it's created, you can move all the little things. You can move furniture. You can move decorations. You can move props. So you can move anything that's it's pre-po- in there. It's pre-populations, basically, what it is. It is. Like, yeah, it's, it's basically populating the room for you. Yeah. So you just have to determine the, the map for your dungeon or city or whatever it is. And yeah, it's, it's looking really powerful. And it does it in 3D. So if Ooh. you're... Yeah. So if you're if you're just looking for a if you're just looking to set up a scene or something like that, it'll do it for you. If you're needing a a actual um like a map for, you know, something that's on the table, you can print it out, cobble it together however you want. It's it looks amazing. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So, so when is it coming out? Um, let's see. Let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba. When is it expected? I'm I'm scrolling through the information. Scroll, right scroll, now. tap, tap, swipe, swipe. Scroll, scroll. You could probably cut this chunk out to save us some recording time, <laughs> if you want to. Um, which is nice because when I've DM'd my first campaign. Just drawing the map is just a headache. Oh my gosh. This is why I I tried to find maps online like and just laid them down because it just makes me... Okay. See. Our goal is to have Dungeon Alchemist released before the end of 2021. So expected probably 2023. Edwin... (laughs) No, like they they actually what, have a lot of it already done. Okay, because that's what that's what software is, right? Like if they tell yeah. you it's twenty twenty one, like they they actually already have, <laughs> like they have a demo video of how it works. So it's out. It's at least already partially done. They've already done part of it. They're probably okay. wanting to refine models. Uh, probably wanting to give options of, have of they done different alpha, spaces. Have they done alpha testing yet? I. Don't know if they have or not. Yeah. Um, that would be further in there than I'm able to scan. Yeah. See, that's what that's that's a telltale sign. Hopefully, it gets done by 2021. But I know way too many developers where the first date never sticks. Yeah. So. <laughs> so let's see the the pledge ones. 
it's listing it in euros, so I don't know what it is in dollars. Oh, it's an Euro. It's a European. Yeah. It's an European. Yep, it's thing. European made. Um, let's see. Which is not bad. Oh, there it is. So roughly thirty-seven dollars uh, gets you a lifetime license of the of the program, Ooh, and I may all have to kickstart. and everything <laughs> from the stretch goals. Uh, let's see, about fifty-five dollars lifetime license, access to the beta, and well, so all the stretch so goals. They are in beta. No, they're not. They're not in beta yet. Yeah, I don't. It that's but what it's looking like. Let's see, $97 or more, lifetime license, add your own flag design to Dungeon Alchemist, Kickstarter exclusive object set, Ooh. access to the beta and all the stretch goals, about $301, two lifetime licenses, flag design in there, Kickstarter exclusive, name in the credits, and access to the beta and stretch goals. See, hmm. This this takes away the headache of making maps. Oh wow! Or, I'm, I'm all dun- for it. Three <laughs> D dungeons. I am all for this because you know, trying to plan a D and D session like a face to face, and there's always like one or two people in your campaigns. Like, wait a minute, where am I? Yeah. Right, and then the DM the, the DM's gonna like yeah. you're you're 15 feet away from this thing, right? <clears throat> It gets hard because you have to explain every single position and having maps and having objects in front of you in a tabletop game instead of the instead of the you know the realm of the imagination or whatever the heck that is. Edwin, Pam, I I was yeah. scrolling down a little bit in the in the levels. Yeah. There's a level that's over a thousand dollars. Um Way above our bakery. Yeah, <laughs> they have twenty backers at at over a thousand dollars. Yeah, because they're desperate to get something because they know exactly the plight of a DM. <laughs> I will pay anything so I don't have to draw maps anymore. Man, that is wow. What? What's okay? So what? The thousand dollar one. What? What do you get for that? All right, thousand dollars. Two lifetime licenses. Unique painting of your likeness in in. The program. <laughs> like, no, your face you. goes no, in the program. <laughs> Add your own flag design, Kickstarter exclusives, name in the credits, access to the beta, and all stretch goals. So the major one in there is <laughs> your likeness your your likeness in the in the. No, Someone will paint your face and stick it in the game. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> All of a sudden, it turns like Snapchat. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, it's, it, if it's your thing, that's awesome. But no, it's just not for me. Uh, well, yeah, but that's, it's pretty exciting. It's, it's already funded. So, yeah, so it's going to happen. Yeah. It's so, going to happen. It's, it's going to for sure happen. So that... I just can't wait to not have to draw a single map anymore. I'm just like, <laughs> hey, AI, boom. Okay, there's the map. All right, that so, would be nice. Yeah, no. I, probably kickstarting that. Anyway, so <laughs> let's... Is it Roll20 compatible? I haven't looked at that yet. See. We'll have, yeah, we'll check afterwards. 
we'll, we'll look after. I have to. <laughs> I would have to actually read through it and not scan quickly to find it. We got Angela got excited when she saw this, and then so <laughs> she I, I got so I got really really excited. It looks really good. Anyway, so uh, let's move on. And Edwin, let me tell you a thing. Is that really a thing? Okay, so let me give you a little bit of background here because I put this in when I af- right after I had a conversation with several people, right? In in the was it in Discord? So <clears throat> Pokemon game, there's a new Pokemon game coming out, right? Like there's always a new Pokemon game coming out. Always. Always, <laughs> right? It's and the late the the you know the previous ones were like new games right it was just they were new even Mostly. though yeah even though like pokemon i mean you're going around a thing and you're catching pokemon and you're battling it out in gyms right that's pretty much the theme of every pokemon game yeah more right? or less more or less right more or less so <clears throat> there's a new one that came out it's like i forgot it was like Silver and Pearl or so I don't know, something like that. But they're remakes of a previous game that was on the DS. But they're going, I mean, they're so excited about it, the people are talking to, that, um, you know, I think one of them, something said, what was that? Like, someone said, like, um, you know, they're going to, don't bother me. I'm going to stay home for a week and, you know, and play this thing. Even <laughs> though she probably, you know, even though the person already probably paid, played it, like, like already, right? So the question is, why is remakes of a thing, right, that, you know, same storyline, same thing. It basically says relive relive the you know relive the story it just happens to be on the switch all right here's the thing the the number one thing for it is nostalgia (laughs) i know i know but the number one thing is nostalgia okay so there's a particular experience when you when you go through a form of media Whereas you experience it for the first time and it's like, oh man, this is so great. I love this so much. But sometimes it doesn't age well. Like the very first Pokemon game isn't aging well because graphics are improving. uh, Game mechanics are improving. The things are improving and all of that. So if you were to go back to the very first one, it'd be like, yeah, this is cute, but, but yeah, but isn't that part of the nostalgia though? Is to go relive. That's, isn't that why people would, keep their like? I don't know about Nintendo you, Edwin, games? but whenever I played like <clears throat> Sonic games, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yes, even though it was all pixelated, but I really didn't like the fact that they didn't have a save mode. Yeah, and, a save mode. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So okay, and Pokemon. It was it was either you finish the game or it's eternally paused. Yeah, and and like Pokemon, yes, you're able to save it and leave the game, but 
there are times when, like, you're playing it like, man, this takes forever. I wish I could see things from this angle. I wish I could do this. You just wish the mechanics of it and all of that was just a little better. And this is basically going back to that story that you loved so much, but improving the graphics, improving the mechanics, and just making making that nostalgia a new experience again. So, so here's the thing. I'm not entirely against like I'm not I'm not against remakes, right? Mm-hmm. Because one of the one of the remakes that I liked and I was can't wait to get, can't wait to get my hands on it was Final the- Fantasy VII, right? Yep. But here's the thing: if they release Final Fantasy VII and saying, "Hey, we you know we're re-releasing Final Fantasy VII in its entirety with no changes." To you know, and people would still PS4, go for it. And people would I'd be still, like, people would still go for it though, if they no longer have that that game system that they played and played and played that game on. Like, if that is gone and they have no access to it, they can't. They just can't do it. They would pay good money to be able to relive that. See, in its exact form, because they don't have access to that system anymore. See, I played. I here's the thing: when I had when we had the PS3, mm-hmm. right, and we bought. I think we bought Final Fantasy VII for the PS3. It was in the the PlayStation Store, mm-hmm. right? And it was how much did I pay for that thing? Twenty twenty bucks, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about a game that's going to cost sixty dollars. Yeah, it, and right? if it's fully remastered, it's going to be worth that $60. The thing is, the reason why like Final Fantasy VII, like I got Gaga over that one, you mm-hmm. know, is because it wasn't the same game. It wasn't, it was following a general storyline of the game, but there was a ton of new stuff. But see, here's, here's, here's where it is also, but... If you just remember the game and just wish you could play that storyline again as it happened, but you no longer have exact, you no longer have access to it for whatever reason. Sometimes you just want that game back, the way you knew it. And huh. and like they they're not going to be able to say, oh hey yeah we're just releasing the original in its original form on its original system we're gonna put those back into production they're not gonna do that edwin <laughs> my gaming group just, just buzzed. <laughs> sorry um uh okay so i guess it's remastered nostalgia you want that exact same story, and you remember the story, you remember the different bits, and so you want to go back to those moments. It'll just be a new... It'll, it'll just be like the experience is new again. It won't be the so, same pixelated thing, but you'll still have that story back. I'm just... I, I'm kind of curious what this looks like, because I remember, like... It was for the DS, right? And this is for the Switch, mm-hmm. right? They're not. It, I'd be. I would be more inclined to say, "Ooh, if it was like from like old school Game Boy that you could barely see." 
you See, know. A lot of people who had the DS are abandoning their DSs for the Switches, and then they're like, oh, why didn't I keep my DS? I still have my 3DS. There's also... <laughs> I I actually bought recently um, like a, a... It's like a twin pack of the Aladdin and Lion King mm-hmm. um, for the Switch. Even though I already have it for my Sega Genesis, which is one of the originals. I like I bought that because right now I am on the Switch all the time. But I still want to play those old games. It's just easier for me to play it, to buy the remastered version than okay. hooking up my Sega Genesis to the TV. <laughs> that is if I still can. I don't know. Yeah. Is that more is that more portability? Convenience of portability? That too. I mean it's well for also me, it's the ease. Also Another thought with that, those itty bitty games, the the even the DS, the screens are really small. You put that game on a Switch, you can put you can suddenly put that that Switch game on your big screen, right? And then also in that game, I learned that you could choose between pixelated version or remastered version. And that there's takes, also the be... Japanese version on I think the Aladdin game, which is interesting. Okay, that, okay, that would be an experience. Um, I mean, it would be interesting what I see because it's just one of those things where I can never like bring myself up to buying like, was it like Resident Evil Remastered, you know, because I've already played the game. I've already beat the game and I'm just like, why would I want to have to go through Barry and Jill's thing again, (laughs) you know, and go, you know. Maybe uh, maybe I should buy it because maybe they did do better voice acting than they they may have revoiced <laughs> it. Yeah, because if they're if they're remastering it, it. Like it, if they're remastering it, and, and that was one of the biggest criticisms. If that's if that if they were aware that that was a huge criticism, they may have done it. They may have revoiced it. See, I and it makes think, me wonder if they they're in did. the remastered versions of certain games. There may be like additional content. That you wouldn't have gotten with the original. You you have to be an absolute fan to do something like that, like it, just for like maybe like ten minutes of like extra, extra content or something. I mean, that I you know it's just like paying. I don't know. There's, I guess there's a reason why I don't play games over and over again. You know. But how about how about this? You read books over and over again. No. Oh, then you won't get it. <laughs> no. <laughs> see, I unless it was for a class. I mean, <laughs> see, uh, he... <laughs> see. All right, then there's me. I can see. I consume my media repeatedly. Yeah, I know if, you. If do. I take if I take a liking to it, I will. Con- yeah. I will. I will repeat it. Like, I guess, I do, that with, I guess I do that with shows. I do yeah. that with shows. Like, yeah. like I do that with like Top Gear shows. I do that with um, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. I'll do that with. Yeah, there's several of them. You know, see Battlestar Galactica. They did a remake. Yeah. I never saw the old one. And see, there's another was, reason. I heard it was corny as all get out. And see, but, there's another oh, reason. Feel- <laughs> you remake it, and the generation. That hasn't gotten to see it yet suddenly has access to it. Yeah, but these are people who've actually played it before, though. I know, but there's also going to be people 
who have never, never played, played it before, before who are going to get it for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Edwin, maybe Edwin, you <laughs> haven't really found that game yet. You, you. Well, hadn't... I did play. I did. I, I did replay the Uncharted games in Last of Us games, except for the second. The only reason why I played the last, the, the first Last of Us game again, because I hadn't played in a long time, and I was sort of psyching up myself for The Last of Us Two, because I didn't remember what the heck was going on. It was been that long. And it was the same reason with Uncharted when Lost Legacy came out. Okay. So just to it, it was it was like it was like review refresher. Yeah. <laughs> so see this this is something completely different. Yeah. I don't it's know. okay, Edwin. It's okay, Edwin. Have... <laughs> you, you don't you don't need to understand. My but... game my gaming life is needs a little help, but you know <laughs> it's it's okay. <laughs> one day you'll find that one game. One day. One day you'll find that one game you just have to play over and over and over and over. One day. One day. <laughs> but for now, let's move on and talk about some food. Hold on. <laughs> but regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh. But I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay, Edwin. Care to describe what our last challenge was? Yeah, so in an effort to help out local restaurants, and in particular, like, restaurants that, you know, are trying to do the right thing and um, trying to stay afloat, mom-and-pop restaurants, what we did was we went on eatlocalminnesota.com and there's several restaurants on there. There's only like seven or eight of them in there. But the list is and growing. It's, the list is growing. And, but <laughs> I just, you know, I heard this, this website on, on a, one of the only times I actually listened to terrestrial radio. And, <laughs> and I was like, what is this eat local Minnesota thing? So I went on there and, you know, they keep telling, you know, they're, they're, they're restaurants that are, that are not on like platforms, right? Okay. They're really not. You know, they don't really do like, um, you know, like DoorDash or Grubhub and all those other ones, right? All right. Which I have a problem with Grubhub and DoorDash, but that's that's another different. matter that's entirely. A, another matter entirely. Okay. All right. Regulatory fees. Another matter entirely. All right. Okay. So Anyways, the challenge was. The challenge was to find a go to a restaurant on on this list, right, and try it out and see what they are and see what they look, you know, how their food was. Um, so that was the challenge, and you literally had to go drive there. I had to drive into downtown Minneapolis to get ours. <laughs> Actually, oh, northeast no. Minneapolis. Oh no! So, right, so <laughs> oh no! So Pam, okay. what restaurant did you end up picking? Did you choose Victor's nineteen fifty nine cafe as no, well? No, I didn't. Okay, good. Because <laughs> that's what we did. No, we didn't. Because I was like, oh. Although no, I was no. looking at that, I was like, hmm, that tastes good. But I was well. The reason why I chose it, and I was thinking, you know what, Edwin might choose this one because they had, I think it was lit lechon. Yes. Or a version of lechon. Like, yes. Uh oh, Edwin will be all over that. Yes, I know. But I wanted, but I really wanted to try this because I. A couple of my other friends on Facebook had other positive reviews on it, and I was just really curious. 
So I was like, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to go. <laughs> okay. So you went. So we went there. Um, their menu is actually a variety. They had a breakfast menu. And then they had like the, what was it? Cuban? Is it Cuban? Yeah. A Cuban a, menu? Kind of like a Cuban area. And then the breakfast menu. And then they had their drinks. And they sell, um, I think they sell different types of salsas and other sauces too. And I'm like, oh. Is this oh, a Cuban? This is a Cuban restaurant. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I'm that just makes saying. a lot. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to try their, I think it was like a mango uh, salsa, but I didn't. I got, I got, I got excited because I saw <laughs> seafood paella and I had to try their version. Okay. Now, um, my sister married a Spaniard, like from Spain. Is yeah. What I mean. Um, and they have their version of paella. Yeah. So I wanted to compare the two as to is it similar or or what are the subtle differences? Okay. Um, so. I ordered that. Uh, my husband ordered. I think it was just like a, like a bowl. It was like it had rice, it had beans, it had plantains, it had olives, it had chicken. Mwah. Very good. And then we also had chicken empanadas, and I tried. I tried their mango juice. <gasps> <laughs> and. Of course, my husband, the coffee addict, had to try their iced coffee. <laughs> Those Cuban coffees are really strong. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, these are so good. You should try it. I yeah. took a sip. Yeah. Bitter. Yeah, bitter. it's strong. <laughs> I remember before I, I gave up coffee entirely, I remember the Cuban coffees. Like, it's like, so... Looks like this is made out of tar, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, because it was really thick, it was like really, really bitter, like like Tylenol chewy bitter. Ooh, and, ew. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. What else? So, oh my God. My favorite is the mango juice. Because you know how juices, they kind of coat the back of your back of your throat yep. or something mm-hmm. and you get that oh not this i think this was fresh oh nice i would have ordered maybe another one but i'm pretty sure that i probably might have gotten sick from it but, <laughs> but you sell these that- in gallons <laughs> <laughs> that was good the chicken empanada um was a little bit of a letdown i was thinking that there would be more than just chicken in it um hmm. But, I mean, the chicken was still good. The salsa that was served with it was good, too. I was just kind of hoping that there would be a little bit more to it. Um, the seafood paella, uh, it came with mussels. It came with, uh, I believe, pollock. It came with Ooh. shrimp. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, okay, so what I took from it is that their version has a little bit of a kick to it. Yeah. I do not remember my sister's paella having any spice added to it. Interesting. At least the spice, you know, the kick, the kick. But that was actually pretty good. Um, I need. I'm gonna have to go to Victor's. Huh? I'm gonna go to Victor's. <laughs> I've been go, always... <sighs> go. It is really good. Oh. Um, 
but I will warn you, um, they don't have dine-in because of COVID. Yep. Because um, they're doing the so, right things. That's the thing. Like, these restaurants are doing the right things. Right. I'm trying to say um, uh, They hardly have any parking lot. So just to forewarn you, you will have to probably park in, like, the street. That was the reason why I didn't go. Oh, I just okay. didn't feel like dealing all that. That was my... <laughs> that was actually... It was actually not too bad. It was very easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um and once you picked up the food and you just found a parking spot, you just chilled and right. ate. So as you do during these times. <laughs> <laughs> so on the D twenty, what what was its role? Nineteen. <laughs> wow. wow. It was a nineteen. It was really good. Wow. Just the mango juice and the seafood paella. Uh, it was a match made in heaven. The only reason why I would have given it a twenty is because I don't like my rice soft or it was too soft not it's i wouldn't say soft but it was like mushy mm. it was still rice but uh you're like what? filipino style rice right? it's <laughs> a little bit a little bit more body to it yeah, I know. <laughs> um so i gave it a 19 uh jeff uh his he was kind of hoping for a bit more his was more like a 17 Fair. it was good i mean he loved the coffee but the actual food itself, um, he felt like there should be a bit more to it to add to the score. Interesting. But, oh, my God. The seafood <laughs> paella, um, it's huge for one person. Well, paellas are supposed to be. Well, like... yeah, they are supposed to be. I, I took mine I took mine home, of course. Yeah. But the reheat value is still the same. Um, yes, I, I, I highly recommend Victor's 1959 Cafe. Get the mango juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Go to Victor's 1959 Cafe and Victor's 1959 Cafe if you're listening. Um, we do. <laughs> if you would like to join us on a interview and promote, we'd be happy to do that. Also, oh, yeah. I'd be willing to get the free things. So... <laughs> I called. I called the mango juice. Don't touch the mango. Juice. <laughs> anyway, where did you guys go? We went to Hazel's Northeast. Is that where our food came? Yeah, from? that's where our food came from. <laughs> Do you not remember? Was, I, I was, was a little out of it. This was during our little our little I, hubbub. You know that one day where it's like, oh, that's right. We got to do a. We need to go oh, through this list. Thing. Yeah. So it's like since I was already out and we knew that. We weren't going to be like, we wouldn't have time to make dinner. I was like, hey, we should like do this challenge because, you know, I don't feel like cooking. I'm not going to have time to cook. So, which is always a good reason to go check out these restaurants that we've been mentioning. Oh. So, we went to Hazel's Northeast. So, I, we ordered, we were pretty boring. We ordered, I had the falafel burger. The falafel burger, and I just had a straight up all American cheeseburger because these are the kind of restaurants where, you know, if they can't do a cheeseburger right, <laughs> it's not even worth the entire the other you know the rest of the menu at that point. So, one thing I have to say about Hazel's Northeast, right? It's in Northeast Minneapolis. There's plenty of uh, there's street parking, but not nearly as 
I would imagine with Vickers. Um, and their dining area, I'd love to just like sit there and like just just stare. Like some of the things they have in there, like painting and stuff like that, they're all local. Mm-hmm. And um, it looked like a nice place to be, you know, very old timey northeast restaurant. And as far as the food went, I like that burger. Like you, you were very happy eating their burger. Yeah, I liked it. And I got a side salad because I'm trying to stay off the sug as much as I can. So I got a side salad, and it wasn't. Remember that other burger place I went to for yeah. Our, yeah, this felt like it was like totally opposite. It wasn't just like like you I know think, like I think you got me the side salad too, and I really liked their dressing, didn't I? The dressing was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, and so, the the salad wasn't just leaves. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah they they put actual work into their side salad. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, it was excellent. Like, I had no problems with it. I'd love to taste the rest of their menu, definitely. Because if they can do a burger right, you know, everything else. I, should... I must ask, uh, if you were to compare your uh, cheeseburger to, like, um, <sighs> peppermint. Um, peppermint twist? Peppermint twist. Which one is greasier? Oh, peppermint twist. A peppermint twist. Oh, oh you get it. You go to peppermint you pe- twist when you just when yeah. you're craving something, yeah. you know, classic and greasy and delicious and juicy and. Yeah, peppermint twist is one of those places where if you want like a greasy burger, it's a greasy spoon. You go there, it, right? It's fantastic. Yeah. So is this is this burger? This is the more same? like a no. This is more like a gourmet style burger. This is more oh, of okay. like yeah, is- like we're gonna they're gonna they put on a brioche bun. Rather than like you know normal whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. so very different experiences. It's yeah. like apples and oranges. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And it's... yeah, and it wasn't even like expensive either. Like I think okay. the burgers themselves were like ten to twelve bucks. Yeah, and my falafel burger that was really really good. Like, yeah. you know how some sometimes like a badly made falafel can just get really really dry. Yeah. This was like this was yeah, this was not dry. No. This this was pleasant to eat the whole way through. And it was very filling. I I was very satisfied yeah. after after mine. I really yeah. enjoyed it a lot. Now here's the thing about Hazel's Northeast. They do have a way for you to order from them on their website. So okay. they it looked like they, you know, they were scrambling, and you can't really. Get, I don't think you can get like a DoorDash or anything like that, but you can go on their website, order ahead, and pay ahead. I think they're going through Square. I want to say Squarespace. No Square. You know, like the what do you call that? Uh, like the payment terminal square. Yeah, Square has. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the little the little right, right, card right. reader devices that you can plug into mobiles and yeah. and that right. sort of stuff. That's sort of thing. So you can order ahead and you can pick up. Okay. So awesome. it's you know and the 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 cool thing about it is that and you know this is this is just my personal thing is that when you order from restaurants directly, right, they get the whole thing. 
Yes. Right? So they're not paying, you know, you're not paying for, you know, for overhead or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do encourage people, like, you know, especially during this time of the vid, that if you're going to order out, you know, or, you know, just go to the restaurant and pick up your thing or call them and order directly from them. Because quite honestly, I think they need it, you know. Yeah. So, especially like Victor's, they don't have seating, right? Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, definitely support these local restaurants if you're in the area because they're they're delicious and worthy I'm of kidding. support. Oh, our scores, Edwin. Yes. yes. Your your burger on the D twenty. Oh, um, probably I'd give it like a sixteen. Okay, and uh, my falafel burger, I'd probably give a high seventeen. Yeah, is it was really really good for the money that burger was for that burger. You know, it was excellent. Like I have nothing, I had no complaints. The only reason why I say it's a sixteen, right? Mm -hmm. Because I've had burgers where they're like full on gourmet, but they're like twenty dollar burgers. You know. And they're good, and they're doing it like, like full on, right? Mm-hmm. But just the fact that, you know, they're doing for what they have, right? Mm-hmm. It's a good mm-hmm. burger, but it's not the best gourmet burger I've had, mm-hmm. right? But it's a good burger. I have no complaints about this thing. Yeah. It's great. In fact, I'd go to. Hazel's Northeast and go. You liked my you liked my falafel burger. Yeah, your falafel was excellent. Yeah, so yeah. you'd probably end up going for my falafel burger next oh, time. Yeah. I want to try something. They new. had some good stuff on their menu. Like I wasn't. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely be getting food there again. Yeah, it's it's good and there's more to explore. Yeah, yeah. it's it's in Northeast Minneapolis. You know, it's a it's a it's like the old part of Northeast Minneapolis. It's kind of yeah nice. So. Um, this week, we do not have a challenge. We're just mm-hmm. going to kind of keep our taste buds open to whatever we encounter. And But here's the thing. If our listeners out there, if you have a challenge for us, or if you want us to try out a restaurant that you've been meaning to, you know, to go to, you know, feel free let to drop. Let us be your guinea pigs. Yeah, let us be your guinea pigs. Oh, I'd be happy to guinea pig we for will, food. We will uh, <laughs> we'll go there. We'll tell, you know, we'll share our experience with these restaurants. Um, yeah, so if you have a challenge or if you're wondering about a restaurant and, or if you know. Or if you've got a recipe you'd like to have us review or try out yeah we'll definitely review it and if it's like if i have to go get freaking kobe beef we're not doing it i'm not (laughs) that rich we may have to pull some (laughs) substitutions but we are happy to try recipes that you might send us yeah this needs one pound of truffles nope (laughs) (laughs) mushrooms it is all right but for now we're going to move over to story time hold on Hold on. Oh my gosh. Where is it? Oh, there it is. <laughs> now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures. Eh, maybe not hilarious, but definitely triumphant. We're going back to Faerun with Muggsy, Helja, Erdon, Willow, uh, Aurora, and Pepper. Oh, Pepper Prime. Apparently there's several of her in existence now, but you know. Uh, 
But we are going back to Faerun, where they have been following clues to someone who has been trying to set herself up as a new deity, establishing false heroes and claims of heroes all across the land, leading back to her as their own inspiration. And they finally found their way to the castle that she had taken over as her own and made their way to where she kept herself. And they were not unexpected. Some guards, some probably low-ranking guards, but trusted nonetheless, led them straight to her when they finally approached the throne room. And so in they went to see why she was waiting for them and what they could glean from, well, what, what kind of information they could glean from her before she inevitably attacked. And there was some interesting information. Oh, yes, she knew about Erdon's family. Yes, she knew of Helja's family, although she didn't particularly care. She knew. And she didn't care. But she was sure she would defeat them anyway. And so, with a gesture, her higher-ranking guards burst through from behind the tapestries, and the fight began. And it was intense. She nearly dismissed the devas that had been brought with them. They could not see her. They could not see her guards that were fighting them. Except for one who forgot a certain amulet. Thanks a lot, guard number two. <laughs> but, but through the tense fight, she nearly destroyed one of them. And, and Vala, Erdon's wolf, nearly fell to their attack. But they did, in the end, reign supreme and victorious. They defeated her and ended her reign. I will say one thing. I didn't think it was... I wasn't... I felt like it wasn't really that tough. I was expecting a little bit... Muggsy? Muggsy? You stay out of this. I'm still telling the story. Oh, are you still... Start? Oh, I thought you were done. I took a breath. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, now I feel all confident in my DMing skills. <sighs> Thanks, Muggsy. <laughs> But they they reigned victorious and ended her attempts at becoming a deity in their in their world. And as she fell, it, the two remaining guards fell despondent at her death, unbelieving that someone so powerful could have died by the hands of mere commoners. So, our heroes went to the guards outside the door while three of them were shocked. One was grateful and so ran to tell the rest of the castle and the other three, enthralled by words from Pepper, led them to the archives where they found clues that would lead Erdogan to knowledge of his past, and Helja, hopefully, to where her people went, and other clues 
of what had happened to their lives and how they connected. And so, in our last session, they will go and find answers, tie up loose ends, and Eridon will finally head off to meet the family he never knew. So Jeff can be, so Jeff can take over as the DM. <laughs> now you can talk, Muggsy. Okay. Thanks a lot. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I knew, and I remember getting. I felt like people were really dismissive about this. I was like, you have to aim for the head. You have to aim for Kara. Never mind the rest of them, because as soon as a car goes down, everybody's just gonna be like, you know, the dog that caught the truck and <laughs> was like, what are we? It's like, what do we do now? <laughs> you know. To I be felt fair, like to be fair, some of them were wrapped up with guards. Yeah. Yes. And you have to remember, Edwin, we don't have a cleric. I did also forget about one of their one of their reaction skills. Okay. So maybe the guards the guards had reaction skills and I did not use everything yeah. at Akara's disposal. That's why I like threw everything I've got I got to to Akara and it just like yeah. kept going down, 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 down. I was like, yeah, like as soon as she's dead, it's fine. Like And ultimately it was <laughs> Willow who got the final shot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I was just like, I you know should go with their guns ablazing with just just oh. aim for a car's head and you'll be fine. But Helja got hit with that weapon, and oh gosh, that had to be a scary moment. Yeah, you yeah, almost um, died. I was like, okay, people, <laughs> I'm at this hit point, and you know we have beings here that could help with healing. However. If I go down, that's gotta that's gonna complicate things some. Yeah, because if if you if you dropped to zero, yeah, then yeah. you, then yeah, your devas would have disappeared. Did did Vala die? Vala nearly did. Yeah, Vala nearly did. Um, Jeff, Erdon almost died because you could t- could hear from his voice that he was, you know, like he was not liking this. <laughs> and then I think. I think you know when to panic when the paladin, the tank, starts to panic. Oh. <laughs> but fortunately, people, you know, I've had my healers, which did help. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, if I die. And and Muggsy is only being being uh, prideful because I, he never got hit because he was way far away. I had That's- my strategies, even though, you know, it was... I knew exactly what I was doing because it was just like, it's like, yeah, like you kill the leader and they're not going to know what to do. It was, it made total sense to me. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, and we did. Yeah, exactly. That's why, like, as soon as we could kill the car, it was like, I everyone was, was like, oh, woe is I me. was working you know? my way towards the car. Yeah. But just a guard just decided to be in my way. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was surprised none of those other guards outside the thing was were gonna come in. Like, I, these guards not. If they in? were told to stay outside, they would have stayed outside. They would have followed exact orders. Yeah. Plus, one of them wasn't exactly thrilled with their leadership to begin with. So. Yeah. Anyways. There you go. That was uh, that was a that thing. That was our campaign. It kind of it kind of went fast. That was a thing. I thought we were gonna be there like, like for a while, like two sessions while. No. But. 
You were in that castle two sessions. No, I mean this boss fight. <laughs> I did sessions. not want a multi-session fight. Oh, not with the boss fight. It gets too intense. It it does, and having that much going on would have been having a multi-session fight would have been very difficult and draining for me to keep track of. Right. Yeah. Like I I wanted I needed to be aware of my own attention span, mm. and. And that, that was, as it was, that was already a little draining on my attention span. Uh, oh, so, okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, yeah. so it was a I, good, it was we a had, good. We had how many devas on the board? Well, that was Six. because you guys got started freaking out, like, several sessions ago. <laughs> to be fair, they were very helpful. Well, at least mine were. I don't know about the others. Gregor never, like, so much so as, like... Pepper never got hit. Exactly. That was my. I mean, it was always just Eldra. I felt like I seriously felt like like several sessions ago. It's like let's just go in there and deal with it. Like I'm sure. You realize <laughs> if you had just gone in there to deal with it, I would have had to put mon- more monsters in your way. Well, you had to add monsters because we were we were like packing on the troops. Yeah. I yeah. I didn't call my Davis until like before we entered the boss room. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, nope, this is on hold. Yeah. We got just, this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Anyways, so Jeff is up next for yep. bids. So. So I, I was fully prepared to call the last session the final session. But, you know, just got to... We need to transition. Yeah, we need to transition. We need to tie off loose ends. And, you know, the, the characters wanted information i'm gonna give the characters information if they go looking for it i'm gonna give it to them this is this is not just my story it's it's all our story yeah. well, it did be <laughs> it did begin with with mine <laughs> you did yeah you, you did dm the first part yeah so it's but see, what I mean by it's all our story is like I am uh, not the only creator of the story. No. In in my story arc, I am not the only one creating things in it. This is Let's pass on pass on the the the, the universe. Yeah, like <laughs> the the creators are bringing thing or the the characters are bringing things in. The characters have their free actions. If the if a character wants to do something, I'm not going to stop the character from doing that thing, unless it's just downright impossible. So yeah. it's like. If if a character wants to do a thing, I'm gonna build what the character does. So, but now it's gonna go to Jeff, and Jeff will have a turn to mess with our heads and try to kill us off. And he He's can start. Questions. And he can stop. And he can stop saying, "How are you gonna kill us this time?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it's our turn to tell no, like, him. <laughs> hey, Jeff, how are you gonna kill us this time? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so that's the end of our story, and we're going to have a little bit of a a uh, nerdy discussion game. Hold on a second. I lost track of what I was saying just now. (laughs) So we have a thing. We have a we have have nerdy discussion discussion to start out with. Uh, Sting. Oh, hold on. Sting me. Sting. I need a sting. I was like, did I hear it? This is not a game show, so we will use just this. 
Oops. No, not that. No, not that. There we go. Okay. I can get this right. All right. And we are having a discussion. Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, I guess this is more of a nerdy discussion than a game. There's no right or wrong answer, so let's just discuss it. So, I was wondering, because I'm in a I'm, I'm in a D and D group chat group, and they were just talking about just weird uh, character ideas, and I was just wondering, which one of these two would you rather play? A barbarian that hates breaking things, or a cleric that faints at the sight of damage. A barbarian that the hates breaking, breaking things. things. Yep, yep, <laughs> that's me. Because that sounds very that to me that sounds more interesting. Like, it's like, I mean, it's like those. Uh, it reminds me of a of a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> okay, <laughs> for me, it's like. You could do a lot of things. You could go many different directions with that. You could go with something very dramatic, like some very traumatizing reason why they hate breaking things. (laughs) Or you could go with very goofy. You could go a lot of different atmospheres for a character like that. I don't know. When When I saw that, Immediately, I thought of like an art curator, like a barbarian that worked that used to work in a museum. But because of his, you know, size or whatever, he would be so careful as to not break those like high valued statues or paintings or whatever. He'd be like going around like. In a, like, I'm sorry. He'd be, he'd be going around the castle, right? And you guys are like going in through, going through like, uh, like encounters, you know. And he'd be just like, you know, like he's trying to like defeat the foe at the same time, saying, "Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Uh, here, here, I'm, I'm more picturing your, your classic barbarian and caveman clothes and all that, and teeny tiny spectacles. And a and a necktie. <laughs> oh Just yes, like, you would drink ah! Earl Grey. You know, pick, yeah. on the Earl Grey. Picking mm. up a priceless girl, priceless girl, like like ah, and very delicately putting it down. <laughs> yeah, he like he'd have to like think twice. Yeah, and <laughs> just just have like that like that like like worried face while he like uh, I'll take the hit. There's a lot of different ways you could go with something like that, and I think and I was just thinking with you know the flip side, the cleric that would faint at the sight of damage. Now, if you want to be technical, it's only at the sight of damage. So, can you just imagine like right before a battle? You would have to blindfold your cleric. <laughs> don't you would don't have to. Don't ask what happened. Just just cast a heal at them. Yeah, but just, a lot of these heals are sight. They're the line of sight. Some of them are touch. Are touch? Oh, so you're going like this. It's like <laughs> hot, hot, cold. Could Marco Polo, please. <laughs> cleric, give me your hand. Here, just touch that heal. Okay. <laughs> you're getting hotter, hotter. Hotter! Oh, that's squishy. (laughs) Oh, that's unpleasant. And then at the end of the battle, everyone throws their hands up. Yay! And then the cleric 
pulls over the blindfold. He's like, yay! And then looks at all the damage like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... <laughs> yeah, it's a... Yeah, that's my answer. Barbarian who's afraid of breaking... I think the barbarian one would be more hilarious just because yeah. it just reminds me of a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, there's, there's just too many <laughs> juicy opportunities and, and yeah. just too many ways you could take that to pass that up. Like, if you have to go through, like, an obstacle course of a dungeon or something like that, and it's like, he's, like, tippy-toeing his way through a thing because there's just too many breakable things. So, he's, like, oh. moving so slow, and everyone's like, what is he doing? He's like, I, I, never mind. <laughs> just, just keep going. Oh, you know it'll be fun. interesting that when the barbarian rages, like, do you think that he would still care? Because when a, you're in that rage, you're just in the whole complete mindset. That would be have to be a modified mindset. And that that one, it would. That depends on how you set up your character and how humorous or serious yeah. you want to take that character. The bar, the barbarian rage is what like it just he just goes berserk. Basically, yeah. Yeah, so he'd be like, and but then you would also have to think of the consequence, like after the battle or when the rage is done. And he I, looks at all the broken stuff. Well, I can't imagine that Rage would be, be like, would be like, ah, I'm going to get you, man. But first, I'm going to put this vase down over here. I'm going to put my thing down over there. It'll be really nice and neat and orderly. And I'm going to charge. <laughs> rage cleaning. Rage cleaning. <laughs> so there's a bunch of role play ideas for really both. But I think we're more entertained about the barbarian that just doesn't want to break things. Yeah. All right. Got another one for us? No, that was it. Oh, oh that was it. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I know what my next character is going to be. <laughs> that <laughs> he's going to actually do it. I'm just. I just have a. I just have a. I. I just have a. Uh, a, a I'm getting entertained by just thinking about it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're here, I'm just like, hmm, I wonder how this character concept would translate into stats. Like, Graveyard Tapes, Zero Day, um, I trans I got permission to translate them for a play-by-post uh, game, and yeah, just translating him into a character was interesting. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll have to talk about that some other time. I'll have to All think right. about more would you rather D and D character builds <laughs> later on. That yeah. was kind of quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I that's the end of the show. I think. Yeah. Yep, that's, that's the end that, of the show. That's the end of our run now. So yeah, that's all, all right. we got for today. So again, I just want to say thank you for listening. And if you be so inclined, give us some feedback. Uh, comment. Like and subscribe and don't forget to share if you like it don't and forget sure. to share yes sharing is fun sharing is great sharing think about kindergarten caring. so yeah alright I'm taking my job back Edwin sorry <laughs> thanks everybody for joining us today uh, my name is Angela you can find me on the Twitterverse at uh, Pleasant Doom my name is Pam. You could also find me on the Twitterverse at PandacatDragon1. You could also find us on the Instagram account for uh, DD&D under PandacatDragon. And you can find me on the Twitter sphere at TCitiesEdwin. And you can find me on Instagram at DIYEdwin. 
also you can f also don't forget to check out our website at legendcreators.com that's legendcreators.com legendcreators.com you can also find us on our uh, rarely used Facebook page for Legend Creators, or you can email us directly at dungeondiners at gmail.com. We'd love, we would love to hear from you. We're always hoping to hear from yeah. our listeners and, and our friends and family. Yeah. Or go on our website and drop us, uh, drop us a message there, too. But, so, yeah, thanks again, everybody, for joining us for episode 45 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Bye. Bye. Bye.